Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. At Vertex, we know the pace of global commerce is increasing, which makes managing tax more complex. And your enterprise systems weren't built to handle that tax complexity. This is where we come in with our platform that enables continuous compliance, giving you more transparency, improved accuracy, and better confidence in your tax data. To learn more about continuous compliance, visit vertexinc.com. Hi everyone, this is Alexander J. Newell, founder and CEO of Rusty Quill Limited. If you are listening to this, you probably have heard my voice before, either on adverts or maybe as a performer, but this episode is a little bit different to things that you might have heard before. Today, we are going to be talking about Rusty Quill Limited as a company, because we realise that a lot of people who listen to our shows maybe only listen to one show or maybe don't even really know much about how these things get made, and this is going to be a lot more than just how do we edit things. It's going to be a lot more talking about the company as a whole, what are our values, what are the things that we work towards, what are the things that we are doing in the background that you might maybe even want to get involved with. So with that in mind, Rusty Quill Limited, UK company that makes the shows that you know and love, we are going to be introducing you to some people today, a combination of performers, showrunners, administrators in the company, and letting you get a bit of a broader feel for the things that we do. 
So the way we're going to do that is I'm going to be interviewing a few people throughout the company and we'll maybe be playing like segments of clips and things that they've made and stuff like that so that you can really get a sense of what we're about. So without further ado, it makes sense to jump into our first interview, which is with Jonathan Sims of the Magnus Archives. So why don't you uh, introduce yourself, Johnny, and tell us a bit about yourself. I'm Johnny Sims. Uh, I'm the writer, narrator and showrunner for the Magnus Archives. I've been with Rusty Quill for four years now, I think, almost since the beginning. And I do a bunch of writing and performance and game design work outside of that. But mainly, I am the main character, Jonathan Sims, the archivist, no relation. Let's not even dive into the kind of narcissism required to choose your own name as a main character. It was such a mistake, Alex. I regret it so much. I take great solace knowing that you have paid in the complications it's created in your life yeah i mean it's been fine for the series but for me personally ah what a (laughs) headache so this show of which i might have heard vaguely but i'm going to assume no i haven't heard of what is it what is this thing of which you speak oh you probably wouldn't like it fair enough cool so our next person right okay that was that was uh that was quicker than i thought actually justify yourself to me johnny (laughs) yeah okay so the magnus archives it is a horror audio drama anthology podcast the conceit is there is an institute in london called the magnus institute which deals with investigation into the weird and the supernatural and they have a new head archivist whose job it is to go through this incredibly poorly organized archive Uh, initially create audio versions of a lot of the statements that have been logged there and do a little bit of supplementary investigation. So to begin with, that is very much the format it takes. Each episode is uh, the statement of someone who has had a horrific experience, as read by the archivist, followed by a little bit of supplementary investigation. But of course, as it goes on, new characters are introduced and, well, things Take a dark turn. Darkness in a horror? How intriguing and novel. I like to push the boat out, you know, <laughs> I like to like to really stamp some originality. So am I am I given to understand this is this is merely story time? Is is there is there is there action? Is there adventure? What happens in this? There is action, there is adventure, there is just horrible things happening to characters <laughs> you grow to love. In season one, obviously there's uh, myself. Uh, there's also some of the archive assistants, uh, including Martin Blackwood. Terrible man. Played by our very own Alexander J. Newell. Hello. There's uh, Sasha, played by Lottie Broomhall. And Tim, played by also Rusty Quill's own Michael LeBeau. And obviously, as the season goes on, more characters are introduced and some depart. Ominous much? No. <laughs> So, okay, I confess to a minor interest in your horror audio drama anthology, not anthology, Johnny. You're too generous. But, I mean, ultimately, I only I only ever uh, follow anything that has critical acclaim, so I, I don't know why I should bother. Boom! 2019 Discover Podcast Award <laughs> winners for audio drama and fiction podcast. Boom! Five different Audioverse Awards this year. Boom! Nominated for the This Is Horror <laughs> Award. We've got critical acclaim coming out of our eyes. Did I say critical acclaim? I I hate critics. I always hated oh, critics. I, yeah, I don't like them. Like, what have they ever done for me? That's what I want to know. So, frankly, unless someone was to recommend it to me, I don't really see why I should bother, Johnny. I sure hope that you don't run into anyone who's contributed to our 35 million listens. Boom! Huge audience. <laughs> it's, it's good. You're getting really good at the PR side of things, Johnny. Yeah. Professional bragging. You have. It's, you're getting there, I think. <laughs> the key is saying the word boom. 
<laughs> okay, so, uh, okay, fine. It, it seems worth a listen. But, I mean, the podcast is all the way over there, and I'm here. So unless you can literally put part of it in front of me right now to make my own decision on it, I really don't see that it's going to happen. Boom! Spooky three-minute <laughs> section! <laughs> so I, I got you to prepare a clip the same as everyone yeah, else for their show. I've prepared a clip. What, what's our clip, Johnny? So this is uh, about three minutes from episode 15, Lost John's Cave. It is the statement of a woman who encountered some pretty nightmarish stuff while going cave diving. And I think it really sets up the anthology statement horror aspects. So, uh, yes, enjoy. I was eager to get back and be above ground in a way that I had never been before. I got my equipment ready and dived back into the water, heading back towards Death's Head Hole. That's when everything started to go really, really wrong. To begin with, the water didn't end. I tried to surface as I had on my first time through and again there was that clunk as my helmet hit the roof of the tunnel. I moved on and tried again but still no luck. I began to fight down the rising alarm, told myself that the tunnel had a definite end and I just had to reach it. But it just kept going. No light. No surface. Nothing but this cramped waterway pressing on every side, waiting to claim me. I don't know how long I was desperately swimming forward, but I almost screamed with relief when I reached my hand and felt it break the surface of the water. It wasn't the cave I expected. What stretched before me was a tunnel even smaller than the waterlogged one I had left. I scrambled forward into it, not because I wanted to go on into that unknown passage, but because I was worried about Elena being able to get out of the water behind me. I must have taken a wrong turn, except that didn't make sense. I hadn't turned at all, and more than that, there weren't any turns or junctions in this part of the cave. I had checked all the maps of this area over and over, and they all put it as a straight line. I waited, wanting to talk to my sister when she surfaced and discuss where to go from here. She didn't emerge. I don't know how long I lay there. It was too cramped to check the time, but it felt like hours. I wanted to go back and check, but I couldn't even turn around to see. I just waited for a splash that never came. I decided to go on, press forward until I at least found somewhere wide enough that I could turn. As I crawled on, I scraped against the jagged rocks until I felt them pressing into my bare skin where my clothes had ripped. I can deal with it when I'm out, I kept thinking, but the passage just got smaller and smaller, until at last I couldn't move any further. I finally accepted that I was going to have to try and squeeze back the way I had come without even turning round. I started to shuffle backwards, and my feet touched against solid rock. The tunnel was gone. It was then that I screamed, and my light went out. I said earlier that I enjoyed the pure dark of the cave. I was wrong. Hello and welcome back. So now I am joined with Helen Gould of Rusty Quill Gaming. Why don't you introduce yourself, Helen? Hello, everyone. I am Helen, and I play an enormous orc called Azu on the Rusty Quill Gaming podcast podcast. 
So I, I feel like, given how how some people might not necessarily be aware of this show, I might need to give a little little smidge more context than I am an enormous orc. Why don't you tell us a bit more about Rusty Quill Gaming as a podcast? <laughs> right. So Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast in which we play a fantasy tabletop game called Pathfinder. This game involves rolling a lot of dice to see how well you do at doing things while you tell a story with your friends around the table. If you have ever seen the Dungeons & Dragons episode of Community, it is basically like that. <laughs> and with, with voices as well. We all do special character voices, as do you, Alex. I, I do a couple, that's true. <laughs> and so this is a world that features orcs and dragons and magic cloaks. It sounds very simple. I'm sure it's not been running that long, right? Interestingly, I only came in about... At this point, halfway through. Only two years ago. <laughs> only two years ago. Yes. So this has been going, sadly, very, very sadly. It started without me in 2015, but we're now at time of recording. We just released episode 157, I think it was. That sounds about right. We have finally started to win awards. So last year... Oh, oh. I know. I couldn't believe it. I mean, not because <laughs> we're not not because we're not good, but just because I was like, ooh... <laughs> <laughs> we got like three awards in the Audioverse Awards in 2019. Ah, heady days. Uh, I remember 2019. It was much like this year, but better in every way. Yeah, I remember outside. I do remember outside. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> but yes, I believe those three awards were... Uh, for improvised production so if you're into your improv comedy at all we're apparently the best one for that which i can agree with because we actually have improv comedians on the podcast also play a direction of a production which you won alex and i'm not gonna say it's undeserved but we do sometimes run away with the show it is <laughs> best cat steering yes absolutely and also, my good friend and colleague Lydia Nicholas won an award for player in an improvised production for a character called Sasha Rackett, who everyone adores. So all in all, then, it sounds like not just another actual play. Like, I think we are one of the longest running and you've got awards coming out the wazoo, Helen. Yes. And we also got like shortlisted for the BBC Audio Drama Awards. And that was just for best podcast full stop. So, you know, you know, just, you, just you, saying, you can just listen saying. to the BBC if you want, you know. <laughs> they have opinions about what we do. And obviously we have specials as well and uh, guest mm. specials where we change the game, change the system, just to shake things up a bit. So if anyone's wanting to sort of give it a try, I'd recommend probably trying one of the specials first, possibly. Yes. You should try the one where I came on first. Oh, right. Which one's, ones that I'm one? in the best ones. You should try Thanes of Beowulf. Oh, there we go then. So actually, curiosity then, what characters are the normal characters? At the time of recording, we have my character, who is the best character, and she is called Azu, and she is an orc who wears bright pink glowing armour and has a massive axe and also cares very much about all of her friends. There is also Cell, who is a tall and gangly and rather kooky alchemist. They are generally having a pretty good time. I think <laughs> they are very enthusiastic. About everything. About almost everything. <laughs> Then we've got Hamid, our tiny little halfling boy. Um, I say, I mean, technically he's an adult, but he's so small. Um, <laughs> and he is our sorcerer. He has a particular spell called Fireball, which you will notice. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, we have Zolf, our grumpy former pirate, current cleric, who has some issues and no legs. <laughs> 
So, so <laughs> that's I, I, my definition of them for you. <laughs> well, I, I, if if nothing else, I know that some people must be intrigued. So we we will probably <laughs> give people a taster at this point. So I, we asked you to to pick a clip, something that you thought was was representative of the wonder that is your show. Uh, what did you end up picking, Helen? So uh, I have chosen. A few minutes, a few eventful minutes, I should say, (laughs) from episode 103, in which we are rattling down a mountainside in Damascus. Sasha is attempting to steer the horse-drawn limousine that we are all cocooned in. And um, we are all about to make some quite bad decisions. Is there any way for me to get out of the carriage? Oh, you can try. <laughs> Would you like to give me an acrobatics to climb out of a moving limo no. and up onto the roof? Right. It's, it's just that I've got handle animal. And if we're... oh, if you were driving, you'd probably be really good. But getting from here to there, what? and you've got your armor penalties as well. Hey, let her make silly decisions. <laughs> They're just, the best just, decisions. I was just mentioning it so that Helen knew what. So what that means is into. when you fall. Sorry, if 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 you fall, it won't even hurt. Probably. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Helen, what? no, that's, <laughs> that's a really worrying face, Helen. And that it's was also a face of an audio. Yeah, good point. <laughs> no or, one should ever have that expression. With or I could just get out of the carriage and summon my camel, and like keep pace with the carriage. Immediate decisions. What are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna try and get out of the carriage. Okay, give me an acrobatics check. <laughs> Ashley, what are you doing? It's too dangerous. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. wearing plates. <laughs> Have you remembered to factor in your penalties on armor check? Uh, so what's your what's your acrobatics? Check? You haven't got any uh, skill Nothing. in it. What's your dex? Minus, minus one. one. So that's and then your the armor check armor, would be about minus six. It's about minus six. So you'll probably you've probably just rolled a zero. I think you might have rolled a zero. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. So as you opens the door, rolling behind as the carriage just uh, screams what was it. that I'm gonna jump out and try and help her <laughs> that was awful I am not gonna allow a reflex she rolled that badly I'm not gonna allow a reflex no, no, no. save to catch her I'm but jumping you might, out yeah, you, might you couldn't catch her if you tried oh, go with her. <laughs> this is goblin arms I, just, I would just be crushed by her That's... give me an acrobatics check yeah okay so my bonus is three <laughs> Less bad, less bad. Both of the paladins have fallen <laughs> out of the moving like limo. time we all jumped off a roof, except there's no reason for this one. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Uh, so, Sasha can't hear Sasha, you saying that. Sasha, give me a perception check. Oh, right. You may not even Habit notice. Habit has uttered that to the empty carriage around. <laughs> okay, so Sasha's got a 16. Okay, yeah, you do so notice that you have hem- your hemorrhaging paladin. <laughs> okay, so Sasha passes the reins to the goblin. Auto pilot. Exit, and then she jumps off. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? I haven't even rolled damage for the first. Give me the acrobatics. Well, I mean, yeah. Sasha's bonus is 14. Give me the acrobatics. <laughs> I'm so uh, okay. I've got a 20. <laughs> Bang. You have a bit of a Not skidding. Not a natural 20. Yeah, you do have 20. a skidding <sighs> stop yeah. because you are moving at like high speed. Yeah. You're now alone in the limo, Hamid. <laughs> I'm going to deal with other people's damage once you decide what you're doing. Everyone, for no reason, <laughs> has just leapt out of a moving limo. Limo. The water's lovely! <laughs> Said the bloody How corpse. How has this happened, Alex? <laughs> like, t- 
ten minutes into a new episode, we've left the emotional problems behind us, and half the party just jumped out and passed them down for literally no reason whatsoever. Well, we, need, we need physical. Can we replace now, the okay. rest of these people the with someone who are, with people who are competent? <laughs> I cannot work under these conditions. <laughs> I, I imagine that Hamid's internal monologue would be relatively similar. And welcome back. And now with me, I have Tim. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Tim? My name is Tim Meredith. Uh, I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I am the uh, showrunner and co-creator and co-star, main star, I like to say, but technically co-star of Stella Firma, <laughs> which is a improvised sci-fi comedy podcast nestling in Rusty Quill's heart. <laughs> tell us a bit more about your show. What's it about? Like, what, what's the deal with Stella Firma? What's, what's the deal? Let's get to the rub, Tim. Stella Firma Limited is a futuristic civilization which is comprised of basically all of the bits of humanity that made it off Earth before it went whoops. And it has now become the universe's premier terraforming and planet creation business, much like, say, a Magrathea, for those who uh, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, and I play Trexel Geisman, who is sort of a very, a very high-ranking but much despised and reviled planet designer and consultant. And I work with a, a clone assistant, David Seven, who is innocence personified, uh, and I proceed to ruin his innocence over now two series. You say despised and reviled. I mean, we have we have Magnus, which you know has has Jonathan Sims, this sort of slow burning and an arch, and we have we have Rusquil Gaming, which as we've we've seen is a little bit more kind of friendly, and I, that's probably not a word that I would necessarily use. How how would you say the characters? What would you say characterizes this show? So some villains are arch and Trexel is arch in that you might find him asleep drunk under an arch uh, in that his his evilness comes from his incompetence and lack of willingness to admit it or improve or change in any way so you know very much the human condition so yes it's a very sort of high energy chaotic show in which David Seven is just desperately trying to keep things on track whilst Trexel sort of aggressively and sometimes near fatally ignores his even his own basic duties um, which which leads to a certain sort of fun panicky vibe that I like to uh, I like to create as the younger baby sibling of Rusty Quill and its network how how are you finding things do you, do you feel like you're being warmly welcomed into the fan bosom I mean I I say this to the person who funds all of this so you can be assured of, a, of a, just a kind and honest answer but no it's very it's very good and what's really nice is it's an improvised podcast and improv is improv is a tricky thing because in in a live setting improv is really fun because it can go wrong um, and you don't know where it's going and in sort of a live theater setting that's sort of understood but as soon as you start to record things and you're sort of laying it down forever it can sometimes lose a bit of its spark so what i think we found is a really nice medium of you've got all of the fun and excitement and sort of lack of predictability of improv but we've also got such a strong production team around us in terms of the editing and the soundscaping and all of the extra stuff that goes along with it that you kind of have all of the fun of improv but with all of the high production values that rusty quill lovers have have come to know and appreciate and you do have a uh, a plan right tim you didn't you didn't just tell me on lies right you do you do know eventually what's gonna happen there is a story in here right tim right oh sure 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, serious, serious. What we've done is, again, we've, we've gone for a best of both approach in that we know where the story is going. So there is an overarching plot. We are making a point. Well, I assure you we're making a point eventually. And that's all worked out. We know where we're going with it. But how we get there precisely and all the elements of that, that's all going to be improvised. And that's all sort of up up for grabs. And, it, and it's been, yeah, it's been going it's been going really well. The listener reaction has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, we won some awards. <gasps> we won some awards, Alex. <laughs> Uh, we won uh, two awards at uh, last year's uh, 2019's um, Audio Verse uh, Awards for Best New Improvised Production, I believe, and uh, Best New Improvised Performer. So Stella oh, Farmer you won, won Best New Improvised Performer. Congratulations, uh, we, Tim. We can't go into the details of it, Alex. We can't go into but the details. I, the important no, thing is the show. Well, well done, Tim. You specifically for winning that. I, I, it may have been Ben my co-star and brother who won the specific one about him but the important thing is that we won two awards one of them was for the show and the other one is unimportant (laughs) so with all of this in mind then i've asked you to pick a clip that you think is representative for for people who might not have heard stella firma something that they can sink their teeth into and see if they like it which is a task uh how, how did we do what liking the podcast is a task is that what is that what you're saying to me alex i'm just saying that there's so much to like how could you possibly <laughs> isolate a short two minute segment that isn't just utter chaos yes and that that is a challenge it's hard to point to any one bit of it and say this is what it's all like but i, I picked one one section that i think really sort of captures many of the elements that makes the show the show um so this is from episode 21 and uh, david and trexel are discussing uh, the galaxy's sort of uh, most popular schlocky romance novel List, you know the kind of person that wrote a thousand books in their lifetime and you know it was about 30 a year that's that sort of person and uh because it's improv it's, it's sort of a good demonstration of one of the classic um elements of improv which is here's a complicated thing that i'm now going to ask the other person in the room to explain and we do everything in my planet must speak to the romantic soul i need sparkling stars breathtaking views billowing shirts and as much as possible of it needs to be pink and frilly interesting 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 Interesting. Just want to confirm something. Yes. This is Lula Bella we're talking about. Lula Bella, Annas Marum, the self-proclaimed universe's greatest romantic novelist. Well, I have to admit in this case, as a self-proclaimer myself, they are not lying. They are a wonder, David. Best-selling author, bon vivant of the of the literary world. They are a, a towering figure in short to medium-length romantic fiction. Okay, so, well, in which case, for us to get an idea of exactly what Lulabella might be after, um, could you run me through sort of the typical plot of a Lulabella Annus Marum? Um, of course, of course, of course. Let, let's, let's pick a classic. Um, let's, uh, the star venturer of Quadrant J. Story time. Disbelief suspended. Now, the star venturer is a, a, a rapscallion, a buccaneer of sorts, pirate trader, perhaps to his enemies, but in reality, a, a merchant venturer, until he catches the eye of a young poolman, Jonathan Swiftbeak. He looks across the starport in which he is actually tending to a poorly maintained pool and sees, sees the buccaneer there. Yes, yes, that's the man for him, but their love is forbidden. For a lowly pullman cannot cannot consort with a merchant venture of, of of this class, so they steal away in dead of night, which is confusing because on a starport there's no night because it's not like an actual place. It's not important. They steal away. Their parents are furious and they pursue them across galaxy to galaxy, and everybody loses clothes, and then at the end it's all just naked and sex. Story time over. Disbelief reinstated. Okay. So confusion followed by sex. Yeah, mostly. It's, it's people being hot and confused, and then they have sex. Right. So that's how 
Lulabella sort of sees humanity and, 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 and gets to their essences, as they say. Yes, well, if you really boil humanity down, and I must stress, not actually, because if you actually boil humanity down, it's just sort of mush and there's bones. But if you boil the essence of what makes a human down, it's basically confusion and sex. Mm. Mostly confused sex. Well, and also I've noticed here it doesn't say age. And welcome back. And now I am with Mike LeBeau of Internet and Video Fame. Hello, Mike. Tell us a bit about yourself. Why are you here? Why have you graced us with your delicious presence? <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, hi, everyone. I'm Mike. I'm the head of video for Rusty Quill. And I'm here to talk today about the projects that I work on, predominantly the stuff I've done on YouTube, the stuff I've done through Twitch, and the behind-the-scenes content that we also produce. Okay, okay. That's... Lots. So, baby steps here, Mike. <laughs> now, I've, I've listened to an episode of one of these podcasts, of which I've heard. Video? What? Yes, we have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Rusty Quill. On there, you can find all of your favourite podcast content. So, Stella Firma, Rusty Quill Gaming, and the Magnus Archives, they're all up there. The reason why I put them all onto YouTube was so that, one, we could expand the uh, audience base. So, if people prefer to listen to Rusty Quill through YouTube instead of ACAST and audio platforms, then they can go there. Plus, through YouTube's closed captions, uh, we're able to allow people who are hard of hearing to listen to and enjoy the podcast that we produce as well. It was actually really useful. It's something that I'm going to continue to work on. And through YouTube, we're also able to house our streaming content through VODs as well, video on demand. So you, you talk about streaming. Now, I've I've read about streaming. It's, it's some kind of phishing thing, right? Almost. Um, so streaming, in our sense, is actually through a channel called twitch.tv forward slash rusty underscore quill and through that we don't necessarily stream fishing but we do stream uh, potentially fishing related content it's a <laughs> variety channel uh, that we have called rq streams and on there we bring in people from around the rusty quill to stream various pieces of content live for you so my show for example focuses on gaming based tutorials so i allow people to sort of see games we discuss them and we also talk about how you actually play the game as well the raw mechanics of it to enable people if they're a new gamer potentially to come and join in as well or if they like what they see to buy the game and play along and but there's other stuff as well right that's right yeah so there's like i say it's a variety channel so there's a lot of other bits and pieces on there like for example we're trialing something called sandbox sunday which is a sandbox slot it's not available every week uh, but through that we're able to just play around with new ideas in the past we've done baking we've done character based work we've done quizzes game shows that sort of thing so there's plenty available on there for you so does that mean that if if I really like that one show that I listen to, which I'm not going to give the specific title for because it might be any of them, are you saying there's a chance I might get to see some of the people who were working on that and or even the personalities thereof in your streaming? That's a very specific question, Alex, and the answer to that is, of course, yes. One of the big things that I wanted to do in the Rusty Quill is make the people who are behind the curtain basically more visible and more available. Often in the creative industries, you don't really get the opportunity to meet your favourite artist or your favourite voice actor or whoever. So through RQ Streams and through the video work that I do, my goal has always been, one, to make the Rusty Quill brand more available in more places, and two, to be able to bring to the forefront 
our talent so that you can interact with them more. Well, one last tricky question for you then, Mike. You might not know about this, but secretly, okay, although I have listened to one of these podcasts, for reasons beyond anyone's understanding, although I listen to that podcast, I hate everyone involved in it whatsoever. Perfect. (laughs) Is there any reason to partake in your streaming in addition to the fact that I will be engaging with these people (laughs) who for some reason I listen to but also hate? I mean, yes, um, because this is an entirely <laughs> new avenue. This is an entirely new avenue of content that we're trialing here. So through RQ streams, it's not actually tied necessarily to the podcast content that we're producing. There will be some overlaps and there will be some crossovers inevitably. But ultimately, through Twitch and through YouTube, we're creating something that's totally different in a lot of ways, but still is true to Rusty Quill. It's true to the people that we are. As I say, whether you go there for trying to meet the people or wanting to meet the people who produce the content that you're listening to, or you're going there to take part in the variety of stuff that we produce, it's entirely up to you. The floor is yours as the consumer. So you guys basically tell me what you want. <laughs> we'll try and make it happen. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll admit to a passing interest, but I... I, I promise you nothing unless I hear some kind of clip to help contextualize what you're saying and otherwise demonstrate. So do you have anything that you could possibly meet that need with? Well, thank goodness that I prepared this thing on this shelf just over here, Alex. Um, Actually, I'm just going to pass this over to you now. So this is our little VT, uh, which sort of explains... Well, how RQ Streams works and also is a little highlight reel of some of the best moments so far, predominantly on the gaming side. Hello! Hello everyone! Welcome! Welcome to RQ Streams. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here today. Um, it's myself, uh, Mike. We're, we're hot for damp birds! <laughs> we're, wow, we're that's hot not a... for the damp birds! That's not a phrase I ever expected I, to hear. No, I don't understand. I'm joined by Anil. Hello! What did I just do? <laughs> I you, just oh, kicked you know, the you, bin. <laughs> you... Kicked the bucket. <laughs> Hopefully going to be a fantastic few months of streaming activities. Ah, sitting at home is so relaxing when you live in a cave <laughs> in the middle of nowhere with no door or anything and you have to dig your new rooms. Look, we do have a plan though. The whole concept that we've come up with uh, for this is that we're going to be teaching you a little bit about gaming. We're going to be giving you information to be able to like get into the world of gaming and hope Hopefully encouraging some new players into some of our favourite genres. Yeah, uh, content warning blood? Anil, I think we are, we are so far beyond content warnings now. That's fine, yeah, I'm happy with that, I'm happy with that. I'm glad with all of my life decisions I'm I'm happy with right now. This is what, exactly what I needed. We, we, I didn't realise that what we were going to do to try and create a further emergency was to literally cause a, crea- a reactor to collapse. This was not a good decision. Right. Can you just shoot that and blow it up? Well, I think, I think I'm going to have to. Can I not just, can I pick it up? Oh, no, I can't. No, no, you can't. No, no, yeah, you can't. You really can't. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad that we're doing these things together. <laughs> it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And welcome back. And now we're with April Sumner. Why don't you introduce yourself, April? Tell us a bit about yourself, why you're here. What, what are you bringing to us now? Hi, Alex. Uh, I am the current wearer of many hats. I am production <laughs> manager over here at Rusty Quill. I also am the Patreon producer 
and currently gaming producer, but may not be by the time that this comes out. So, so queen of the producers, that's what I'm hearing. I like to think professional Alex Whipcracker, so... Uh, that sounds closer to the mark, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've got you here to start discussing our patron a little bit, explaining it a bit more. Why don't you uh, talk some of our listeners through it a little bit? Sure thing. So our Patreon is a way that our fans and listeners can get more involved with the company. So in exchange for them contributing to us on Patreon at one of our different levels, which I'll explain in a second, they are able to not only enable us to be able to grow our company, but in return, they also get access to exclusive content. So we have three different tier levels that are available. We've got the citizens level, which is $2 a month. And for that one, you get access to exclusive content such as early release news so that you know what the titles for the episodes are going to be at the beginning of the week. You also get access to uh, exclusive pictures, information about our editors and behind the scenes such as that. We have our Knights level tier, which is our $5 tier. For that one, you get access to exclusive special gaming episodes. You also get some special access to fan writing competitions that we've done for our show, The Magnus Archives. And then special Stella Firma access, such as David's Fat Corner and Trexel's Horrible History, which are a lot of fun. For our Nobles tier, which is $10, you also are able to get access to AMAs, which are Ask Me Anythings, with either like yourself or editors or Bryn, uh, who is in our gaming show. He's done a couple of them so far, where you get access to a chat room and Discord and can ask pretty much whatever you like of the creators, find out more behind the scenes, gives you a little bit more one-on-one conversations. And then you also get access to other special, extended special content as well. It sounds like you've got enough to be getting on with with Patreon alone, never mind trying to take on all the other stuff as well. Yeah, Patreon definitely has a lot. Uh, (laughs) We have loads of exclusive posts, um, well over 100 of exclusive content. um, But between exclusive content and early access, there is over 600 posts on Patreon. So I stay busy with planning those out. I also know over the next year, we're going to be accelerating even more content. Right now, we drop at least one new content a week. And then moving forward, we're hoping to accelerate that even more. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that for a, for a small amount, I, you can get like a lot because of all the backlog, which is pretty cool. But here's something else then. I am, I'm giving money and helping keep the lights on at Rusty Quill, which, by the way, totally a thing. This is very much our bread and butter. This is how I have a job. Where is this money going? What, what's it doing? What's, what's the point? <laughs> well, besides keeping me employed, which I very much appreciate, <laughs> it also goes to getting us new equipment. So without the extremely generous support of all of our Patreons, we wouldn't have been able to move as easily as we did from studio to setup to remote setups. So we were able to get remote equipment for everyone. Uh, we've also been able to expand a lot of our offerings. So one of the goals that we had on there also was expanding our crew streams and being able to bring more people into that series. So now instead of just Mike and Anil, we're able to have a lot more people involved with that. And then moving forward, we're also going to be extending our content. Uh, one of the things that we've got coming out later this year is actually going to be a Patreon-exclusive show for Freaks Roll Call, uh, which has been in the works for a very long time and is finally going to be coming out. So in that case, then, I've, I've, I'm getting all these wonderful things. I know that I'm helping the company. What more could Patreon possibly be doing? What more could it possibly do for anyone, April? So the other thing that we've started doing recently is because of the global pandemic with COVID, we are donating 10% of all of the funds that we collect through our Patreon to the WHO COVID Relief Solidarity Response Fund. So by joining our Patreon and contributing to that, you're also helping a good cause because we do make charitable donations through that. 
Well, I think at this point then, you know what, I want to see I want to see you put your money where your mouth is. We've talked about the Patreon. I think it's only fair that at this point we, we show what kind of thing is on there so that people can have a taster of it. And I've asked you to pick a clip just like everyone else to put you on the spot a little bit in return. So uh, what did you end up picking? So the clip that I ended up picking is one of our Nobles exclusives. It's part of our Martin Poetry segment. So Martin Blackwood from the Magnus Archives has a proclivity for doing poetry, and he likes to read them to the tape recorders. He's a prodigy. He's a oh, prodigy. Yeah, just exceedingly talented. Mozart of poetry. He definitely doesn't have a ghostwriter named Anil uh, who does all of that work for him. <laughs> but yes, uh, so Martin Blackwood likes to read uh, his poetry into the recorders for their lo-fi charm. And we have little snippets of him doing that throughout season one. We're also starting to work on season two. This particular clip is during Martin's extended homestay prior to episode 22 of the Magnus Archives. Visitors by Martin K. Unfamiliar circumstances have come knocking at my door, surprising from all angles, surprising from the darkness. There's a woman at my door. There's a woman at my door, and she's insistent, wanting in. But she is outside. Outsider. Lots of outsiders are on the other side of my door. Knocking. Knocking. Crawling. Crawling. Seeking. Seeking. I cannot welcome you in, strange visitors. I cannot make you a cup of tea. If you're the woman I think you to be... You'll have to stay outside my door, and I will stay within. Why do you stay there outside my door? No words to speak of, yet silver syllables are trying to breach my door. Are you waiting for something? Are you waiting for someone? Someone special to let you in? Because that someone isn't me. I am safe in my sanctum. Patience is my friend. For now I can resist you. I am strong enough to handle this. But I do wish I had another door. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed potentially the peak of my career, like my genuinely the best thing I've ever done. With me now, I have Hannah Brankin of uh, COO Extraordinarism. Why don't you say hello, Hannah? Tell us a bit about yourself. Hello. Hello. So my name is Hannah Brankin. I am the Chief Operations Officer for Rusty Quill, and I've been in post officially for about a year at this point. Yeah, give or take. So company was founded in 2015. So I'm yes. guessing then that coming in last year, it was mostly just shaking a lot of hands and telling everyone job well done everything is finalized yes everything was absolutely flawless and i've had very little to do ever since um <laughs> or all the truth yes uh the company obviously started off as one man and his friend a blanket it has since obviously evolved quite a significant way from that point so we now have around 25 to 30 people behind the curtain working for us at any given time plus performers which is like that's, another 70 on top or something like that that's not even including our, our regular performing set and cast either so it's a pretty significant operation at the moment what are the things that make us tick as a company how do we work well obviously first and foremost we are a podcast uh hold the phone yeah. then put it down unless you're using it to listen to podcasts we are a podcast company first and foremost so the main priority is obviously putting out content that 
we are proud of and that we think that other people will enjoy. But in terms of the behind the curtain, there's actually a huge amount that we do in terms of bringing people into the industry and training those people up. So we specialise in bringing people on that we see have a real spark and a real potential, but for a plethora of different reasons, possibly haven't had those opportunities elsewhere and bringing those people into the fold and and training them up to make like truly awesome content. But wait, Hannah, that sounds like an international situation. Are you saying that we employ people outside of the United Kingdom? I am saying that, (laughs) yes. Obviously, we are a UK-based company, but we do have people working for us in the US. We have a smattering of people across Europe. It's a surprisingly international set of people, which makes the old meetings <laughs> during uh, during a pandemic an interesting one for time zones, etc. Time et zones are the worst. <laughs> All time zones. All time should be the same time. <laughs> Double plus good. Yes. Um, okay, cool. So we have all these people. How do we make sure that everyone is is being treated fairly, Hannah? How? How? Tell us how. We're all we're all <laughs> desperate to know these leading questions and their answers. Yes. Well, in terms of being treated fairly, we have a wonderful, wonderful head of HR that makes sure that the the nuts and bolts of that works really well. We like Suzanne. Suzanne's oh, the best. Yes, but. In terms of how we operate as a company to ensure fairness, we have a flat pay structure, which means that myself, Alex, and anyone that comes in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed is on the exact same hourly rate. Um, As those payments go up, they go up for everybody. Okay, cool. So as far as I'm aware... We make stories, everyone enjoys the stories, and everyone just works for those magic beans that you have a big sack of. That is, as far as I understand, how the company works. I have a confession. Uh, Go on. You are the only person who is currently being paid in those magic beans. But I thought, hang on, I thought we need to make sure that everyone's paid the same amount of magic beans. No, no. uh, Everyone else gets coin for their wear. Oh, that's fine. Can't eat coins. Um, The way that we get hold of those coins um, varies uh, (laughs) (laughs) drastically. One area in particular is obviously Patreon. Another area of income is advertising. One of the distributors we currently use is Acast. Mm -hmm. So when you hear that bing bong bing (laughs) and a uh, toothpaste, I love toothpaste, buy toothpaste comes on. (laughs) um, That has been what we call dynamically inserted by Acast. When you hear possibly uh, Alex or Johnny or Ben or whoever it might be saying, I like toothpaste, toothpaste by toothpaste, those (laughs) are called baked in ads. And those are the ones that we produce in-house based on a client spec. We have show note ads on the website. We have slots available for those. YouTube provides a steady income uh, stream as well. Twitch, again, uh, Mike has gone into detail on this already, but there's an income stream from Twitch. One of the really interesting areas is production for hire. Uh, One of the good examples of that would be Outliers, the seasons that we've made in association with historic royal palaces. Uh, The long and short being... 
cool people come to us. They say, hey, do you want to make a cool thing? And we say, yes, that'll be this amount of money, please. And they say, cool. And then we go away and make a cool thing. Now, I think you might have missed possibly the most important way we make money, which is for only three magic beans, you can buy uh, my used pencils. And that keeps the company going, right? We're not whistling any more pencils with your initials in to post to people, Alex. We've We've covered this. Well, then I'm curious how exactly you intend to make any kind of merch money if it's not via whittled pencils. There are other avenues to explore when it comes to merchandise. I don't believe you. That's a lie. That's yes, clearly a lie. Yes, there are. Our chief marketing officer, Callum, has been working to create a number of what we would say sort of merchandise waves, which are, have been dropping and will continue to drop throughout the year and beyond. Some of this may or may not include Alex's Whittled Pencils uh, TBC. And if people are interested in perchance purchasing some merch, where would you suggest that they go to? So the best place to get hold of our various different merchandise is always going to be through the website. We're adding various suppliers all the time. Um, so website is the best place to access things like our Redbubble site and, and various other things that we've got in the mix and upcoming over the coming weeks and months. Obviously, an area that we haven't covered yet, given that it's 2020, is obviously live events. This is something that we're very much interested in, but we're, we're just obviously not in a position to do anything about that currently. There are an awful lot of digital live events that are happening at the moment, which we are partaking in. The live events that we've done so far this year haven't been so much an income stream, but have been charity events yeah, yeah. at the moment. We do charitable things occasionally, or so I'm told. We do charitable live events, be they in person or obviously now uh, currently digital. But we also give charitably anyway. So I don't know how aware people are of it, but we currently give not our profit margin, but everything that we earn from Patreon. We give 10% to the COVID response fund. I've been doing that for a few months now and we'll be continuing with that as long as we possibly can. But in the meantime, the important thing is that we will be giving them a steady supply of magic beans um, to keep things growing, yeah? And unfortunately, again, you are you are the only recipient of, of the magic beans. Everyone else gets, gets okay, coin. I'm, I'm going to say it now on air for everyone, which is I will ensure that everyone starts getting some magic beans. It's completely inappropriate that I'm the only one getting uh, magic beans here. And we're, I'm going I'm I'm to make a point of addressing this for everyone. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> And, and on that really peculiar note, I decided to steer us into against my better judgment. We're now going to jump across to a conversation with Anil, who's going to be talking to us about our community and ways people can get involved in us uh, beyond just sort of listening to the things we make. But thank you for your time, Hannah. Thank you very much. That'll be three magic beans, please. No. And now we are with Anil Godagamui of our community manager, our leader of comms, our general professional lovely person. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about yourself. Why are you here, Anil? What, what is it that you're bringing to our delicious smorgasbord of content this very day? Uh, yes. Hello. Uh, my name is Anil Godagamui and I am wearer of many hats, uh, chief communications officer, community manager, social media manager. Basically, if you interact with us on social media in any way, it's me you're probably talking to. Uh, Why don't we first sort of dive into a little bit about what we even mean by community? Like, is this a thing where we all just listen to podcasts at the same time? What, what do we mean by community? Oh, that would be lovely. And actually, listen-alongs do happen. 
But what we mean by community is that there is a vast number of people who not only want to listen to a given show, but they also want to engage with other people about it. They want to talk about their favorite characters. They want to talk about where they think the show is going. And all of this contributes to, you know, people reaching out and trying to find platforms on which to discuss these things. And there are multiple ways you can do that on the internet. And we have chosen to to try and engage on many of those uh, to help foster this this sense of community and, you know, to foster these conversations. So I'm I'm a I'm a podcast listener who's been listening to the show but not necessarily engaging in the community. But I've decided today is the day I am going to reach out and say hello. What are the easy ways for me to do so? Just quick and click and there I go. I've said hello. Yeah, just you know, drop us a message on something like Twitter or on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at the Rusty Quill, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Rusty Quill. You know, just drop us a message, drop us a line, say hi, just let us know you're out there, and that's a a, a great. Start. Start. All of these are nice, but I'm feeling I'm feeling the instinct for a bit, a bit more discussion. I don't want to go crazy. I don't want to go too far. I don't want to go completely beyond the pale. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. I, I kind of fancy some kind of discussion with other fans, maybe not necessarily directly with the creators every single time, just discussing nuanced elements. But also there's probably quite a lot of fans. So if only there was a way to sub-organize those <laughs> conversations into some kind of threads, Anil. Is there, is there even such a thing? It sounds like you're talking about Reddit. Reddit? Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, reddit.com. So this is a global community like site organized into different boards where people can talk about you know various niche interests and such. Uh, we have a small part of that in the form of two subreddits. You can join a community of about 11,000 archivists over at r slash the Magnus Archives. That's a small corner? 11,000 <laughs> people? Uh, in comparison to some boards, maybe a bit larger thing. But yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's a cozy community from what I have seen. Uh, um, <laughs> or you can join r slash Rusty Quill to talk about uh, our other shows. And, you know, on there you will find discussion threads about episodes as they come out, various bits of fan art, discussions about theories that, that people might be having about the show, you know, all in a kind of like threaded forum-like manner. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm, you're getting me. You're getting me interested. But you know what? I've changed my mind. I'm going to go completely buck wild. I'm diving so deep down this rabbit hole that I'm never going to climb back up out of it, okay? <laughs> I, I want to I talk with the creators. I want to talk with other fans about it. I want enormous, long, dedicated discussions on a dedicated spot that I know is being handled correctly. Is there even such a thing, or do I, do I need to create it myself? Well, you could create it yourself, and there is not to say not to say that other people haven't. We are aware of various fan servers like that, but we've also taken the decision to set up our own official community space on a platform called Discord, and you can join our Discord through various means. The links are scattered throughout our social media. And about two years ago, we decided to take this leap and set up a space where not only could the fans form a community around our shows to talk about them, but talk to each other. Uh, but through text and voice channels, um, but also have the creators of these shows, you know, have a little bit more of a closer engagement with fans. Over the last two years, this has grown from from very humble beginnings to a community of over 7,000 members, not just chatting about our shows, although there are specific channels for that, but have expanded out to, you know, talking about their day, to sharing pictures of their animals and plants, to talking about things like linguistics and music and, you know, other interests than just what they are listening to. 7,000 people? 
all in a room yelling at one another. That, this, 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 cacophonous. That sounds like madness. This no. sounds sounds awful. How on earth would you make sure everyone's nice? Not all in one room. There are multiple rooms. There's like over 40 uh, channels on our Discord for the various uh, conversations to, to take place. Some of these are specific to our patrons. Some of these are specific to shows. But there are also like a lot of community and general interest channels. And not only that, people coming to this space, we've, we want them to feel welcome. We want them to feel safe. So we've got a, a very coherent set of community guidelines and a community moderation team in place to ensure that you know conversations stay on track and that people don't get too fraught in their discussions with one another oh well that sounds much much nicer that sounds far (laughs) more coherent okay okay cool well it sounds like there's quite a lot of ways for me to be getting involved should i want and uh are there any future plans for things that don't exist yet that maybe we will be doing eventually or oh yes is this the final but the final i was about to say final nail in the coffin (laughs) (laughs) i hope not um no um as we are able to engage on more platforms we will so we have plans for instagram to be able to showcase more of the visual side of shows like podcasting is not just an audio medium as contrary as that sounds people are creating fan art people want to see the the people behind the microphone mostly cows last time i checked (laughs) yeah pictures of cows not not a bad thing to to see but also we want to uh, expand into blogs and like tell people more about the people they are listening to, find out more about us. So. Okay, so that's 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 quite a lot. You know, you, you've given me a lot to be thinking about, but let's say I, uh, I'm just about to dip my toes into this as a community space. Is there any, like, one piece of advice, one takeaway that you really want to encourage so that people know what to expect before they start or anything like that? The thing I would say is... It doesn't hurt to try it out. Uh, um, you can always view our um, social media or look at the platforms that we are on without necessarily engaging in any particular way. Even on the Discord, you're able to join up. It's free. We don't put any barriers on that. And just listen and check out what is going on there and then see if you want to engage. And even if, if you don't, you never have to. Lurking is perfectly fine. Just, you know, seeing what the community is on, uh, is doing is, is perfectly good as well. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. In that case, then, thank you for your time, Anil. Very much appreciated. You're and, welcome. Uh, we will be rounding out this this extravaganza of uh, Rusty Quill, I think, now. Thank you for having me. And that concludes this extra special episode where we have been looking behind the scenes and talking with the people that don't just make the shows, but keep the company running so that you can get the stories and stuff that you like I hope it's been informative for you I know that a lot of people who were involved in this enjoyed making it and you know shining a light on the way that they work and things like that obviously we are an ongoing concern we are looking to the future and we are making new shows and so on and when we do maybe we'll do another one of these to give people an update on how we're working but if you've made it this far thanks so much for your time thanks so much for showing an interest into how we do what we do and as always if you are interested in us, if you're interested in what we do, do visit www.rustyquill.com. That is rustyquill.com. We put things on there like job postings when they're relevant. You can get through links to the community, to the store, to the shows that we make. If you've heard, hmm, that show sounds interesting, give it a go. We've deliberately picked and made shows that we think that if people like one, they're probably going to like the others. And if you haven't already, do get involved in our communities. Uh, as Anil said, there are a lot of people in there who are really keen to talk about stuff. If you enjoy the things that we make, you're probably going to have a good time there as well. 
So all I can say at this point is thank you so much for taking the time for discovering us and for sticking with us. And as always, look after yourselves, keep happy, keep healthy, and uh, we'll see you all on our regularly scheduled programming. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What do you do with your old tech? Throw it in the trash? Drop it in the junk drawer? Why not turn it into cash? With Trade In from Backmarket, you can get paid for your old smartphone, laptop, or tablet. Just visit backmarket.com or download our app. You'll get an offer in as little as two minutes. Ship your old device to us for free and get your cash within five days. So next time you need to upgrade your tech or clean out those drawers, make some money with Trade In from backmarket.com. And while you're there, Save up to 70% versus new on your next verified refurbished device. Hi everyone, it's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild and the Eternal Tavern Keeper. Today, I'm here to tell you about Celine, a podcast recently launched on the RQ Network. Step into Celine, a city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels and eerie sleepwalkers. Meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street, newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey, and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humor with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. Experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. That's S-E-L-E-N-E. Or visit www.rusticquill.com for more information. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.